Welcome to the Mosh Pit, your home for unsigned punk, rock, and metal artists, where your music goes to be heard. Concrete Super Gun, Valhalla. And welcome to A Moment in History with the Welshman, Logan Burks. 
about Rockmort, Georgia. The city of Rockmort owes its very existence to a Welshman named Seaborn Jones, who brought the railroad to the town and created a city originally known as Rock Market. During the later years of the 19th century, Welsh families immigrated directly to Rockmart to join family and neighbors already living in the area. And this has been your news report from the Welshman Logan Birch with A Moment in History. Thank you. Boom. Welcome to the Mosh Pit. Your host, Wes Everett, my little intern, Alyssa, and we are here with Mr. Jeff from Titanosaur. How you doing, man? Hey, all right. Uh, doing good. Good, good. So how's uh, how's 2022 treating you? Uh, well, uh, got some health stuff going on. Uh, last year around July when I was re- uh, releasing my EP, um, I was in the hospital with some heart stuff going on. And it looks like uh, dealing with that again now that I'm releasing the album. But uh, we'll see what happens in about a month or so. Oh man, sorry to hear that. I hope everything gets better. Um, let's talk about your new album. What uh, what you got? Uh, what you got going on with it? Uh, well, yeah, got a new album, um, full length coming out on the Swamp Records label. Um, Absence of Universe, nine songs on that, and uh, it's coming out February fourth. Um, got CDs and uh, download. Uh, you can get it either way. Uh, right now it's up for pre-order on Bandcamp and uh, really excited about it. Got three songs out, singles right now from that album. Um, so that's uh, that's the basic skinny. Nice. Looking forward to that album, man. Um, you know, we had your last one. We've played a lot of songs from you and it gets a lot of good uh, reception. Awesome. Yeah. Um, uh yeah, the, the people that uh, I talk to like it. I'm hoping that I'm not getting, you know, just yes men. I don't think they are. Oh, so, yeah. uh, you know, uh, I, I like to, um, the Ramones are a big influence. Um, so pop music in that sense, because uh, the Ramones were really just trying to do 50s pop music. Um, so in that sense, uh, they're a big influence. Uh, I like to do catchy stuff. So I'm hoping that it it resonates with people. Very cool, man. Very cool. So when um, when did you start? When did you start this band? When did you start pushing them? So in, um, let's see, about four years ago. I'm trying to do some math here. 2013, 2014. Uh, that's not math, the right math. What is, <laughs> I'm totally blanking on, on, uh, 2022 minus five. What is it? Uh, yeah, 2000, about 2016. Yeah. That's a, I don't know. I don't know what my bio says. Whatever the bio says is when I started. Um, <laughs> it, it's confusing because I got a band called the Ray Gun Girls um, that I've been doing since 2004. Um, and then somewhere, <laughs> 2014, 15, I don't know. Um, I want, I, I, I uh, the Reagan girls is more like goth industrial, very dark, heavy, mm-hmm. um, heavy, uh, subject matter and all that. Um, and I wanted to do, uh, I'm, I'm a big fan of industrial and goth music. So that's why I was doing that. 
but I'm also a huge fan of uh, heavy metal and punk and, and I like playing that kind of stuff. So I wanted to do that, but I had to separate it. And that's when I decided, okay, I'm going to do something under a different name. Um, and uh, that's when I started Titanosaur um, and then put out the first album, which has a lot more humor on it uh, than subsequent releases. But I've been thinking about how to get back to a little bit more looser and, and humorous stuff. But uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Yeah, no, I understand that. And uh, Reagan girls, they're really talented. I've uh, We've played a couple of songs from them, too. Oh, nice. Thanks. Yeah, yeah man. Uh, really good band. Along with you guys, you know. Uh, so I was looking at your releases back, you know, you've kind of got a Ramones, Motorhead, Black Sabbath kind of feel to you. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, Motorhead, Lemmy, back when I was in high school, so the album was 1916 was the first album that I really got into. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, that, that's just pure rock and roll. That, that album, I love every song on it. And then I started really uh, delving more into it and his voice and just the, some of the songs are simple, but uh, the riffs are really driving just like ACDC. Um, and uh, yeah. And just like the Ramones I and mean, they've all got this, this thing of uh, doing something and doing it well, not really changing too much, but keeping it like ZZ Top, also the same thing. Yeah. Um, just doing it really well, having fun with it kind of thing. Um, and then Black Sabbath, uh, my uncle had, is who is uh, was a music collector. And uh, I lived in a house with my uncles, my grandmother, and he, I would go through his records when I was a little kid, pissing him off because I would put them on a little record player toy record player and he'd get like yell at me because it's the wrong kind of needle but um, that's where i got into black sabbath and sex pistols um and queen um but yeah for black sabbath i mean it, it's it's the, the the template of the barcode bar chords um you know uh and the 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 fifth uh whatever that's called the evil tone yeah the tritone <laughs> the, the tritone yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, th that all comes from there. Um, so yeah, th it's just all, all that distills itself into what comes out of, uh, out of my guitar. Very cool, man. Dude, I was a, I was a huge, uh, Black Sabbath fan, Paranoid. I mean, that I probably ran three tapes on the ground, just wore them out. <laughs> yeah. Th that was the record that, that uh, my uncle had was Paranoid. And so I would play that over and over again. That one, uh, the Ramones, uh, one of the album, Leave Home was the album that he had, um, Sex Pistols. And, and then uh, also that's where I learned about David Bowie and uh, Prince. And he was a, he had a wide variety and Run DMC had a wide variety of albums. And I think that's where I was able to really have my mind open to so many different styles of music when I was younger. Very cool. Very cool, man. Uh, so you got the new album dropping in February. What is uh, what's the lead song that you're excited to drop off of it for a single? Well, the the first single was um, was Conspiracy, and uh, dropped that when in November, I think it was. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, in November and December uh, released. We're all waiting, and then just re released the Mountain about a week and a half, two weeks ago. Um, on the 4th of January. I don't even know where I am <laughs> on the 4th of January, release the mountain. Um, and then, yeah, the album comes out February 4th. 
So um, uh, Conspiracy was really exciting because uh, that song, it, it just has all the right groove. And I think it was a great introduction to the album. Um, very influenced by Sepultura's Roots album. Um, the, the middle part is an homage to the song Roots uh, because uh, on that song, they uh, they stop and do the Latin percussion thing. And then you hear in the background, I don't know if it was Andreas or or uh, blanking on his name, uh, but uh, one of them count out one, two, three, four, and then they come back in really loud and crunching. And so I did that kind of thing in the middle of Conspiracy um so yeah that one's that one's really exciting and it's got a great groove and and people are really digging it so um i think it was a great song to start off with dear sherlock da vinci's chamber Yeah. 
Ginger, disclosure. The most significant immigration from Wales to America was in 1680s. They were invited by William Penn and primarily settled in Pennsylvania. They accepted his invite on the premise of land ownership and the Welsh's poor harvest. What's the music scene like in New York right now? Is it getting back to where it was or is it still kind of stagnant? Well, unfortunately, uh, because of my health issues, I don't play live, so I don't really know what it's like. I mean, I was I was playing the New York scene back in uh, you know the two thousands with mm. the Raygun Girls. Um, I did go see uh, a band, Mama Doom. That's a New York, uh, upstate New York band. Um, I went to see them about three weeks ago. Um, so some places are opening up. Uh, it was a it was a small club nearby. So that was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, that's about all I know about the, the scene right now. And then these other guys, uh, Demon Scarred down in the city, because I live upstate New York, mm-hmm. uh, down the city. Um, they've been playing uh, quite a few shows in the past few months. Um, so I guess it's picking up down there. Yeah. that's Dude, I got so many of you guys up there in New York, man. I got you guys. I got Demon Scar. Like everybody you've mentioned, we play their music and just trying to set up interviews with them. And I want to, <laughs> I want to thank you for coming on and uh, doing this interview with us today. Yeah, man. No, thank you. Uh, it, uh, I've been listening to the podcast for a while, so you know it's great to be on here. Yeah, there are a lot of great. I've been able to connect with a lot of great bands here in New York. I wish I were playing live to be able to play with them. Um, if they were had been around when I was doing the band before the Ray Gun Girls, which was uh, a punk band I was in, the Orgasma Bots. Mm. It would have been a perfect match. Um, 
but uh, unfortunately, it's you know, that's not how it worked out. So, I understand, man. I understand, but you know, life happens, and uh, you roll with what you got, right? Yeah, we move on. Try to keep moving forward. There you go. So, what are your um, what are your plans as far as you know? When you get your health back, are you looking at doing tours? Are you looking at playing live? Or are you just kind of? Well, um, no, my heart issue, like in 2009, uh, was the last time I played with the Raygun Girls Live. Um, and then I went in for my third heart surgery. Oh, wow. So I'm pretty much off. I, I can't play live anymore because uh, I can't stand up there and not move. Um, I make music that makes me want to move. So I, you know, I can't play it without moving around. Um, and it's very intense stuff. So yeah, uh, can't do that anymore for the heart. Um, and that's not going to get better, unfortunately. So yeah, I'm just, uh, here doing the recording and, uh, on February 4th, I'm going to be putting together a live stream. I put live in quotes because I'm the only one in the band, (laughs) But I'm putting something together that that I'm hoping people will dig. It's going to be about half an hour, about five songs to celebrate the release of the album um, on YouTube. I haven't decided exactly what time or the precise details yet, but I'll definitely be putting all that information out there. Yeah, man. Hit me up with that and uh, we'll be sure to share that and, you know, get you guys some more listeners and get some more people to tune in. Awesome. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, is there a favorite song on the album that you are looking forward to releasing with the full album or is there? Well, the, the second single is definitely one of my favorites. Uh, We're all waiting. So that's already been released. Um, that one uh, was, I fashioned it after a, a ministry song. Well, it's, I, I didn't realize it was ministry doing a cover, but uh, the light pours out of me mm-hmm. Um so I, I found out it's a cover song, but I like the ministry version better. Um, but yeah, that one, I, I really love that one, the way it came out. Um, but uh, then there's another one on there, which I wrote the lyrics after what happened in July. Um, so it's very, and it's sort of apropos now with what I'm going through. And it's called, I will live forever. Um, you know, uh, my heart situation is such that uh it's kind of tenuous about how much longer I got. Um, so I wrote that song and, and hoping that, you know, the good vibes and all that will help me out uh, last longer than, than uh, might be the possibility. I don't know. So, No, dude, I, I understand that. But, dude, I think it's awesome what you're doing. You're not letting that get you down. You're not, you know, you're not focusing on that. You're actually still pushing the music, which I – I can't say that I would be in the same place. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, the, the thing for me is that uh, music is my life. I mean, I've been doing music for for a long time and, and at least 25 years, um, actually 30 years almost now. Um, so, you know, I, I can't not make music. And that's the way I, I express my emotions. That's the way I get everything out that I have to. Um, I got no choice. Uh, but to make music um and that's sort of what that song also is about about uh, there's a line in there that uh, the words will live forever and you know th- that's that's all i've got to leave here um 
So that's that's exciting to me to make the music. And you know, I, I don't want to seem like a superhero or anything. You know, um, I uh, I <laughs> I had my little breakdown. I'm probably going to have another one. <laughs> but uh, you know, you have it, you deal with it, and you move on. You got to keep moving forward, kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. Um, if you could collaborate with any artist, you know, at any point in time, who would you choose? Well, Killing Joke is a huge influence for me. Um, and I would love to. to it, it's one of those double-edged swords kind of thing with them because I would love to work with them. But my understanding of how they work would be madness and <laughs> I would go crazy working with them. Um, so, that, you know, that that's one of those dream kind of things, but uh, I, I would be remiss in saying, and not saying, you know, Dave Grohl. I mean, he's, he's an amazing drummer, uh, an amazing pop musician, songwriter. Um, and uh, he knows his metal. So, you know, uh, he'd be a great guy, and, and he's from what from what I've seen and what I understand, he's a great guy just all around. So that'd be really cool. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, do you have any goals? Are your top three goals for twenty twenty two? Oh yeah, man! Uh, to get this album out there, and you know, have as many people as I can to listen to it. I'm, I've already reached one of my goals not for 2022, for 2021, was to get signed to a label. Um, and so I got signed with uh, the Swamp Records label. Um, uh, and so that was a big step. And now I'm using that uh, step to try to get more more attention, more people listening, um, so that the next thing will get spread even further and just little rungs up the ladder kind of thing, so small goals like that. Um, yeah, things are... Like just in the past couple of days, things uh, have sped up with the pre-orders on this new album, which is great. And um, so, yeah, just hoping it's uh, it's successful enough that uh, the Swamp Records label sees it as a success and we can keep getting bigger. Very cool, man. Those are good goals. Do you have any advice for any up-and-coming stars or bands who want to be up-and-coming stars? I was just uh, listening. Uh, I was just doing an interview last night. And uh, so one thing just to remember is, you know, whoever you step on getting up the ladder, you're going to see on the way back down. So, you know, you can't stay up there forever. You're going to come back down. Um, it's just be nice to everybody. I mean, there's really no thing to be mean about it. We're all in the same game. We can all uh, we can all get successful. Um, everybody's just got to help everybody. It's a whole group effort kind of thing. So, you know, even though you're trying to uh, get as many ears on, on your own stuff, really, if you're trying to help other bands get attention, also, it comes around full circle. So, always be looking looking out for everybody, not just yourself, kind of thing. Titanosaur, the echo chamber.
I love the way you put that because there are a lot of bands that they think they can get ahead by holding the other ones down. And then, yeah. And then you run into them again. And it's like, oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and that right now, because I'm not playing live, it doesn't happen on stages, but um, it only happens through social media. You see that happening. But uh, back when we were playing live, that you know happened a couple of times where bands would try to take advantage of you on stage and stuff and be like, you know, what's it helpful? How does it help you? I mean, you could, like uh, this one band uh, told us, oh, no, we've got to leave early. Please let us go on in your spot and you guys go on in our spot, which is a little later. We got to leave early. There's something going on. All right. So they go on. And then we play later and they're still sitting at the bar. It's like, well, what was that about? Um, and, you know, it turned out that all their fans, they had told them to come earlier. And as soon as they finished, everybody left. Uh, so, you know, it's like, it's pretty crappy to do something like that. But, and they're, of course, no longer around. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> yeah, that, that was one. You know, when I first started this thing, we used to go see bands and I can't tell you the number of bands that as soon as their set was done, they were gone. I mean, they yeah. split and it's like, you won't stay and support the other ones. That's, it's gotten a lot better though, but in the beginning, it was. I, I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. <laughs> you know, um, yeah, it, it, it's common courtesy. I mean, we're all, we're all just trying to get, people to to listen and to watch and even even if it's if you don't like the music then then constructive criticism would be fantastic you know hey i didn't dig it that much because of this but uh you know great set fantastic but uh yeah you stick around at least that's that's a huge support just seeing bodies out there oh yeah definitely definitely well, man, um, I appreciate you hanging out with us for a little bit on the pit. And um, tell, uh, tell the fans where they can find you and your music and your new album. Definitely. Um, I'm all over the internet. Titanosaur Rocks um, on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, that TikTok thing. Uh, <laughs> trying to figure out Discord, so I'm not there yet. Um, but yeah, uh, and then uh, on Bandcamp is where you can find the whole discography, um, and you can pre-order the album, which looks pretty cool. Oh, it's disappearing in the green screen thingy, Mababa. <laughs> there it is. Um, <laughs> so yeah, uh, you can pre-order on, on Bandcamp, titanosaur1.bandcamp.com, and then um, or you can just go to titanosaur.savagevibes.com, which is the website. And I've got all the links up there, merch and stuff like that. So, yeah, I'm everywhere. And go check out the music, which is coming out February 4th, the album. Cool, man. We'll get this dropped. We'll get you guys tagged. And we'll put the uh, CD link in the description. Cool. Thanks, man. Yes, sir. You have a good one, buddy. All right. Thanks. You too. Yeah, bye. 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 Lobster Bomb Sense.
few famous people who share the bloodline of the Welsh. The actor, Anthony Hopkins. The actress, Catherine Zeta-Jones. The deep purple bassist, Roger Glover. The bad finger vocalist, Pete Ham. Dire Straits drummer, Terrence Williams. Motorhead lead guitarist, Phil Campbell. ACDC actually had two members, Dave Evans, the former lead singer, and Chris Slade, the drummer for three albums, Razor's Edge, Live at Donington, and Big Gun. The singer, Tom Jones. A Welsh computer scientist, father of the internet, Donald Davies. Ah! <laughs> 